nothing in common. Nothing to say, nothing to comment. I can't stay comfortable comments. Yo, yo, yo. Hello, good morning. Tell me what the lick read. Y'all remember that one? Nah? Go away. Yeah, you said that corny shit. Five star general in the sixth. I think I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna work it out. I'm trying. I'm trying a new one every week. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to off the rip, yo. We the hosts that front like we know the most. We talking smack about whoever and whatever is currently on our minds. We ain't no experts, so don't get hurt if we say something that rubs you the wrong way. This is a place where ideas get thrown out and tossed around. If you can't take the heat, get up out my kitchen. We about to serve them up. It's Reem, D, Mook, and Shiz off the rip. Yo, what up, Shiz? What's good, bro? Moop, how we doing? Doing good, sir. How about you? Chilling, bro. Don't call this man sir, bro. Like, <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Call Respect this motherfucker gangster, sir. B. Respect right, my, my bad. gangster. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thank you. And, and Reem, I'm sorry before I got interrupted. How we doing? What up? Bro? What up? I'm doing good. Doing good. Word, yo. Another episode of off the rip. I forget which number we at. I think this is episode 34. You really gotta figure out. Oh, yeah, Trevor, we could. We can figure that one out too, me and you. Figure out what episode we at. That'd be dope. But here we go. Um, yo, did y'all check out WandaVision? Shit was mm-hmm. tight. Yeah. It, this better, was... Better. What, did y'all, what were y'all initial thoughts? What were y'all expecting going into this episode? Also, to the audience, spoilers for WandaVision um, up to episode five. Yes. And uh, probably other MCU movies. So, sorry. Not sorry. What did y'all think? I thought it was dope. Was this like a full house spinoff, kind of? Well, yeah, I told you they were going through the... Um, yeah, the times. Going through going the times. Through each was... sitcom, each popular sitcom. Yeah. Yeah, and so this one would be the 80s, so was that, yeah, around full house? I thought mm-hmm. full house was the 90s. Yeah, so maybe married with children? Not yeah, married with children. I think, I think it might be... Is it married with children? It might, one's a Wayne show, and the other one is... um. Ted Bundy, I'm, 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 I'm Bundy, I'm fixing. Yeah. Can't remember. What Bundy? You said I'm mixing up serial killers. I'm about to say Ted Bundy. I was like, I'm mixing up serial killers. I'm mixing up TV shows. Oh, Mary. Oh yeah. So children. it was, it was, it was Full House because Full House started in '87. Uh, okay. Yeah. But, but, but the parallel though, because her sister, her older sister is a Mary Kate and um, Ashley. Yeah, right? Elizabeth Olsen, who plays Wanda. Um, her older siblings happen to be the very famous Olsen twins, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. So this is also a pretty funny nod uh, to her real life uh, family and also just what they did by having uh, not just it be the 80s, but also her children are what? I mean, they were aging as that. No, her children are twins. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. So you see how they did that? Oh, see, yeah. yeah. See, this is why Dang. we need this is why yeah. I'm glad that Darius is here because I wouldn't have noticed that. Right. Well, I w- it wouldn't have registered to me as clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's very it's very this this series is very meta. Like it's very aware of itself and aware of the audience because a lot that happened this episode are conversations that uh happen with amongst fans and um amongst the internet community and stuff like that. So that's also what's pretty cool is that they're addressing those issues uh, as we talk about it. So, oh yeah, go ahead, Rashawn. No, because I was saying, because there was a segment, uh, D, when they were in the lab, and I think we talked about this a little bit offline where they were comparing like how strong Wanda is. And I'm not like into like the Marvel universe, but like 
they were like, well, Captain Marvel might get her or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So this was so actually really conversation. cool. So we jumped to this is like happening in the middle of the episode. Uh, and I also what I appreciate about this episode is how it was part sitcom, part real world. You know, so it wasn't like we just had to stay one time. So yeah. we had worlds colliding. And so I thought that was dope. So um, middle of this episode, we have our FBI agent, the doctor, and then the sword agent all talking about Wanda and how this is possible. And the conversation that they're having is like, yo, she's never showed this type of power before. How could she be this powerful? And then someone's like, well, she almost took out Thanos. If Thanos didn't uh, say rain fire and have the ships do a blitz, the ships do a blitz and shoot everybody on the ground, including his own army. Uh, and then they talked about Captain Marvel uh, and how Captain Marvel's power level and if Captain Marvel could beat Thanos and all that. And that's dope because that's conversations that happen all the time online. Like I said before, people have pointed out because in the comics, Wanda, her name is Scarlet Witch. In the comics, she's super powerful. She's Magneto's daughter. And so she's one of the most powerful mutants. So she has world reality bending powers. And so what the difference is between the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that the way they depicted her thus far was that she just threw red light like telekinesis. Mm. And she just moved stuff. And she was she was definitely powerful, but she wasn't like like uh, on this scale. On this scale. Like yeah universe ending scale type of power uh, they call that omega level omega level mutant in the comics and so that's what's dope is that they they're recognizing that and so it's kind of like retconning or, or going over the plot holes or covering the plot holes and just saying you know we acknowledge that but this is what we're going with now so just don't even worry about it so i thought that was pretty cool i thought it was uh, dope too that we we start to see like i, I think in the last episode we start to see that Wanda has this power and she's controlling this universe, but still there's like that other entity that we're still trying to figure out. That's also playing a part as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was, Most definitely. I thought that was kind of cool. Most definitely. Also, um, before I get to that, one more thing I just remembered about that conversation too, is that when they brought up Captain Marvel, if you didn't notice, Monica had a very adverse reaction or visceral response to them bringing up Captain Marvel. Yeah. That's because Monica was in the movie Captain Marvel, but as Captain Marvel's best friend's daughter. Mm. So Monica's mom is in Captain Marvel. She co-hosts with, with, with uh, Brie Larson and she's the black lady in that. It seems like every Marvel movie, ha- the white dude has to have a black friend <laughs> like Don Cheadle, Anthony Mackie, mm. And now Monica or Maria Rambeau, like it's, it's anyway, that's another conversation. But that's that's what I love too, like the attention to detail and like the director to convey that to like people who are really mm-hmm. into um, the comics and stuff to have that conversation and to have that reaction too. like everything is just like the mm-hmm. attention to detail is is amazing. So so, yeah, what's dope is that in the, the way that Captain Marvel ends is that the, she's a little girl. She's in the 90s. Uh, so she's like 10 at this time and she's looking up to Captain Marvel like oh Captain Marvel's so dope like her and my mom are best friends like Captain Marvel is a great hero and now we know that Captain Marvel has disappeared basically up until Endgame it was the only time she came back to Earth and then she dipped out to space again so she hasn't been on Earth and uh, so she hasn't been interacting with Maria or Monica Rambeau 
And now it seems by her response to what they when they brought up Captain Marvel that she has a, some sort of beef or rift with Captain Marvel. Uh, and I'm excited to see where they take that. I thought that was pretty dope. And again, just the crossing of movies is is insane. Uh, yeah, again, but yeah, that, yeah. What, I was just gonna say that's what stands out to me is how they continue to try and bring things in from um, other Marvel, other Marvel <clears throat> movies. And like we talked about last week, I think that ability just to kind of pull from this movie or or this movie here or this series, I think helps them so much when they when they have a show like this and they can kind of just pull these little details like you're pointing out the and everybody can kind of connect the dots and really see like, oh, they really did that. Like, oh, it's, you know, like the level, like she was saying, the level of detail, the the thought that's going into it uh, is pretty impressive. And um, just also on top of that, then just the acting to me is phenomenal. I thought Vision's acting in this episode, I thought he stole the, stole the episode um, with him just becoming like aware and- yeah. And trying to to figure out what's going on, I thought that I thought he was Paul Bettany is his name. I thought he was doing a pretty good job. Can we talk a little bit about that D um, for like the audience too? Because I, I really yeah, like that sure. situation in the office where he was talking to oh the dude that worked there, yeah. Kumar or uh, <laughs> I'm playing or Norm <laughs> inside joke for if you listen to our earlier pods, we we talk about this guy Kumar, Kumar the goat. Kumar is the goat, but uh, Norm. And he had yeah. that interaction with him. Can you talk a little bit about that? So Sword is is still on the outside trying to communicate with uh, people on the inside. And so what I'm assuming, I don't know yet, but I'm assuming someone sent a message to the computers or a message uh, trying to reach Vision. Yeah. And it worked and it woke Vision up. Uh, and then Vision, when he's waking up, everybody else is like going into this weird trance or cult thing where they're chanting at the same time so vision is like all right i know something's really weird here and so then uh norm who's our office funny guy is trying to talk to vision but clearly something was off of him and so vision uh once he, he wakes up by touching the computer and so he figures he can wake other people up by touching them in the temples so he touches norm in the temples wakes norm up and norm starts freaking out about yeah. his sister and his family and talking about how he he needs her to he needs to be broken out of there and how it hurts whatever's happening to him the mind control that's happening to him it does not feel good so from that vision because of norm is just freaking out so much vision puts him back under the spell so he could calm down and then vision goes home and then he beats wanda uh and is trying to get wanda to admit that she's lying to him and that she's doing something wrong wanda clearly doesn't want to admit that Wanda wants to hold on to whatever's happening, and Wanda has some aspect of control in this situation. But my question is how much control and whether someone else is controlling her and whatever that person wants. And then also in this episode, we have her children. Uh, we show, I think her children are very, very important. Again, twins. She was a twin. Uh, we get that at the end also. And then uh, she can't control them because she tried to make them hush when they were crying and then she couldn't make them hush and then they decide to age up. So they have some sort of weird power where they literally decided to age themselves 10 years. Yeah. And then later on she tells them, don't do it again. Uh, so, and then Agnes or Agatha or yeah, auntie, Agnes. whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. she goes, you know, kids are hard to control or you can never control your kids. And yeah. so that just that way she said that it was like, okay, something's, 
something's up with her. Something's up with her and something's up with these kids. Yeah, I feel and, like there's definitely going to be something. There's going to be a tie-in to her at the end, I feel like. It has to yeah. be something. Like she's Z- always been she's always been strange to me in um in the episode in the sense of it seems like she under kind of understands something is going on, but she's trying to figure it out herself. In my opinion, that's what it feels like for me. Well, yeah, we remember also at the beginning of this episode, she says, Should we start over? Like she like is like in a play and is like, All right, we need to do another take. Like yeah. Wanda, can we do another take? And Vision's like, yo, what the what the heck is going on? Yeah. And um, also the the vision brought up a pretty important point too when he was talking to Wanda where he was just like where are the other kids in the yeah, community yeah so it's just like MD we had this conversation like are are they potentially after her kids or whoever is controlling this are they potentially after her kids and I noticed that like before in past episodes they were concealing like their their superpowers and stuff. But the fact that they're doing it in front of Agnes yeah. is a little weird as well, too. Yeah. And then also in this episode, we get Wanda. She comes out and confronts Sword um, in the FBI. Or what we think. is I don't know if that's Wanda. But we get somebody come out and confront the FBI and Sword and tell them, yo, stop messing with me or else. And then she goes back in. So Wanda is somewhat conscious. But then at the end, the craziest thing that happened, I know we're close to time, we might go a little bit over, but we get a cameo appearance from Evan Peters as Quicksilver or as Pietro Maximoff. And why that is so crazy is because so many different things. For the story reason, in the story or in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, again, Wanda was a twin with her brother Pietro Maximoff. They showed up in Avengers Ultron. Pietro, his comic name is Quicksilver. His superpower is running super fast. In Age of Ultron, spoilers for Ultron, Pietro sacrifices himself so that Hawkeye and the rest of the Avengers can live. And he's he's shot to death. He's killed and, and he's he's been dead. And in this story, we see the kids start begging Wanda to bring back their dog that died and saying you can bring people back from the dead and Wanda's like I can't bring people back from the dead and clearly that's a parallel to her wanting to bring back I you would think it was a parallel to her wanting to bring back vision but it was also talking about her brother and so that's also cool it's like talk about two people at once and then um but the person who played Quicksilver in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is a different actor that that showed up in the show so Aaron Taylor Johnson was the original Quicksilver in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because this is comic books and comics have different rights, when that was happening, Fox and um, the X-Men were having their own franchise. And because Quicksilver is an Avenger and an X-Men in the comics, both movie studios get to use the character. So there's two Quicksilvers happening at the same time, but in different universes. So on the X-Men... The, uh, the Quicksilver, his name is, Ev, um, he was portrayed by Evan Peters. And Evan Peters in that movie, uh, X-Men Days of Future Past, has a really dope Quicksilver scene. You should look it up. It's like time stopped in a bottle. Uh, there's a really, it's a fun scene. But anyways, so the fact that they took the Quicksilver from X-Men and then put him in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because also, again, behind the scenes, Marvel has just recently bought X-Men. 
So Marvel has all the rights back to X-Men. So now they're trying to incorporate how they could put Wolverine, you know, Cyclops, Professor X, all those characters into the same world as the Avengers and so on and so forth. And so this is like kind of starting the beginning of it. Or we're getting a hint at it by bringing this Pietro from Fox over to this Pietro at Marvel. And it's really funny again because they did it with the meta, the meta wink at you because then Darcy, it zooms out and Darcy says, oh, she recast Pietro. So that's also pretty dope for many different reasons. So what do you think uh, on a scale of one to seven, fellas, that the episode? I know that was more, that was more so of like a, our, our highlights of the episode than a review of the episode. Yeah. But oh, this is Kareem and Kareem and scale. Scale of seven. Scale. Just scale. Um, I'm a I'm seven out of seven. Seven out of seven. I'm gonna go. I'm, go, sorry, ahead, go ahead. No, go, go ahead. ahead I'm right. gonna go. I'm gonna go four point five out of seven. Yeah, I was gonna go around that area. I'm gonna go five out of seven because I think it wasn't because I feel like this last episode was so good. I feel like it was hard to to compete with that. So I guess I had like a high stand for it. I thought it was a very good episode. Actually, I'll go up to six. I think it was a very good episode, but it was just like the bar was set so high for that last episode that I feel like it didn't match it. I thought it was a good episode, but it didn't draw me in as much as the last episode did. Maybe because the last episode had all the parallels where it's like everything from the first three episodes drew into the fourth episode. And it was just like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Like, you know, that kind of um, feeling for me on uh, episode four. Um, I'm going I'm to go, go five out of seven now. Um, because to Kareem's point that he mentioned last last week, it's just the time. Like thirty minute TV shows is such a good show, and it's like it it always builds off of the other episode. And I'm just always want more. And I feel like moving forward, I might have to miss a week just so that I can have like an hour of like back to back episodes to build off of. We just not we just not gonna we just not gonna talk about this for a month. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right right in the middle, so I'm like a five point five. Word. I think I'm a seven because that that cameo really threw me off at the end. When I was like, I, I was not expecting that at all. But I understand if you're not privy or hip to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and in Fox movies and all the contracts and the, the rights and the licensures behind that, how that wouldn't really mean much. The, I know we could say this for next episode. Um, Cause I know we got to move on. Um, but you said that when Wanda came out of the, uh, whatever that reality was, you said you weren't sure if that was her. And I, I just wanted to ask you why, but I, I feel like we would get into like another 10 minute conversation but yeah no i just question everything when when reality is being messed with i just question everything i see and whether whether it's like clearly some sort of magic is happening and if someone's controlling wanda and would wanda really go and steal that stuff or would she put those people's lives at risk and like so what happened to her that she got to that point that's all i'm wondering all your homies on that drug list. All the family fuck up split. All the minds cut, rocked it. All that trying to good luck with. It's too late for you. It's too late for me. 